wireless 5G. We're here to bring you the best phones on America's largest 5G networks so you can get after it. Switching is easy. Just head to your local Boost Mobile store for four lines and four phones for $100. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. New customers only. Requires auto pay and ID verification. Other restrictions apply. See participating dealers for details. I'm in a glass case of emotion. Well, that's what we're here for. To get you out of your sports glass case of emotion. You're welcome. We are the Roar. Number three out of bounds, William Plugamus, Ben Milstead. We are live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. This hour of the program brought to you by our friends at Ingles, where you'll find low prices and you will love the savings. Uh, I just ate a Honeycrisp apple. Big fan of the Honeycrisp. It is one of my favorites. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like just about every kind of apple, but Honeycrisp, like, Really hits a spot. Can I tell you, there's a three-pound bag. There's there's one. There's more than one three-pound bag at Ingles. It's called Lil Snappers Honey Crisp Apples. Used to be $8.98. This week only $6.98 for a three-pound bag of Honey Crisps. If you don't think I'm going to get that after the after the, mm-hmm. the show today. If I'm lying, I'm dying, people. That's what I need in my life. Great place to go. That's right. Ingles. Did, did you get... Uh, well, salad today or not? Nah? I did not leave the building today. I ate. Oh a, yeah, you said that. Ate the old frozen dinner that I bought at Ingles last week. That was on sale. Uh, do Do you just like you like crunchy foods, don't you? I do like crunchy foods. Carrots I and do. apples. Uh huh. Hmm. Crunchy. Good for microphones. At your local Ingles, where you find low prices, and you will love the savings. We were talking about Wake Forest. You know, a, a friend did point out on the personal text line that uh, it filled Wake Forest fans thinks that maybe sealed their fate in NCAA tournament and all the buildup. So, yeah, that could like that's a that's a valid reason to to storm a court. Everybody's going to have a different bar on that. So, who am I to say you what your reason should be? I I would I just honestly was surprised. You so but you are not against it. Do you do you think that Wake Forest should have dealt with it better in their context i think wake forest should have dealt with the situation better but there were there's eight thousand students now well there wasn't eight thousand students there ben don't be an idiot there was 1500 students there who disagree with me and think they should have stormed the court and they did yeah i mean so i you know it does seem like you should have a better procedure in place knowing where the exits are getting people mm-hmm. there like it, it can't have been Wake Forest has rushed the court before is my point. Like, it's not the first time that students have rushed the court in a game like this. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute for them. Uh, with the win, Wake Forest moves to nineteen, up nineteenth in the net. That's a very good spot for them to be seat, sitting. Lenardi has them as in the first round or last four with a bye i believe i think that's right which still does not compute with where they are in the net and where they are in a conference um i i really don't understand what the disconnect there is because you know 
you you can point to the quads, but the net ranking is taking the taking that into account. Yes, uh, it it would seem to be baked into the cake. Like uh, you, and I appreciate that that Wake Forest and Virginia, by the way, both in. So the ACC now is five teams, which I mean it should have been like that a month ago, but now now. Uh, now you're like that. By the way, Texas A&M remains with staying power. They're the first team out. Have they won a game in the last three weeks? Texas A&M loses every single game. They got blown out by Tennessee this weekend. They lose every single game, but they're in the first four out because we have to. We got to we got to keep them right there uh, within. Uh, the, you got to keep them uh, with with contact. You got to keep contact with the list. And by the way, I was I was actually citing Ken Palm, not the net. They're 25th in the net as a texture points out and but 25th is good texture texture is 25 still not good still oh you said still good my bad yeah it's, it's good yeah 25th it's it's good uh i read it's, that it's as really, you really saying good. still not good i um yeah they're 25 in the net wake forest proved that they're a good enough team to go to the ncaa tournament they had been playing like it but they proved it against that quality of opponent probably for the first time this year yeah and and again that's it's one of those times that the the eye test you just watch them play they look the part and and now from a conference standpoint the eyes are on Pitt who is uh you know and now and Virginia now in in trouble as they should be cuz you watch Virginia play they don't look the part right now especially um, offensively oh i've got a in just a second i've got a stat on Virginia that's wild and I'm sure we'll talk more about Clemson Pitt tomorrow, but a uh, huge opportunity for Pitt tomorrow night at Little John and a, a big game. I mean, tomorrow night is going to be a tough one because Pitt's a good team and Clemson's a good team. And Clemson will have to, Clemson has to play a lot better than they played at all five starting spots tomorrow night in order to beat Pitt than what they played Saturday. Speaking of teams that need a big win for their NCAA tournament hopes, Pittsburgh's coming in. They're going to come out with their hair on fire. I mean, you. That's why I say, I mean, it's yes. a, a quad one opportunity for them over a team that, that's in either way. Virginia, this is, this is an outrage. You're going to think I'm making this up. This is from John Gassaway from ESPN. In the past four games, Virginia has scored 197 points in 239 I saw possessions. This morning. That's 0.82 points per possession. <laughs> Can I tell you, 0.9 points per possession, if you give up 0.9, I've, uh, I've, I've talked to Brad Brownell and others since on a stat before, 0.9 is considered like elite defense. We're not getting much better than that. Virginia is scoring like a team that's playing the best defense in college basketball history over a four-game span. That is an outrage. They are making everybody they play look like name the best defensive college basketball team you've ever seen. One of the Virginia teams. They are making th- themselves look like they're playing their own defense. Or like Houston. Every single possession of every single game. It's remarkable to be that inept offensively. .82 is garbage. Um, can I Before we go to the phones... Clemson and Wake Forest for a second, or Clemson and Florida State for a second. I it was a it was an odd game. It was a strange game. It felt like afterwards that 
from a Clemson standpoint, they were just ready to like, because it was so weird. Like, PJ was in foul trouble, and they just felt like they survived it. They had to rely on other things. Their plan A maybe didn't work. They couldn't really explore it. Chase had a, some big shots in the game. RJ Godfrey played his tail off. You had to get contribution. Ian Shefflin had two points in the game. PJ Hall was was uh, was almost a non-factor due to fouls. It did. It felt like it felt like survival. Like even watching Brad right now in the post-game press conference. I don't know if y'all could sense it like that in the post-game on radio, but in the post-game press conference, it seemed like that was survival uh, on Saturday for Clemson. I don't recall picking that up from him, but I I understand what you're saying. Uh, just not not the way that you won down in Tallahassee not close totally totally different type of game and one of those things where during multiple breaks I looked at the looked at the stat sheet and thought to myself well if you'd have told me you know PJ and Ian had six combined points or whatever and Clemson was winning I wouldn't believe you and you know if you told me that PJ's only played X number of minutes, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, but you know it it worked out, and it, it's nice to be able to win, even when you're not at your best and frustrating things happen. You know, and that's that's what happened. That to me, that's the takeaway. Uh, you're not a one trick pony, and and you've seen you've seen teams the last two games now, kind of pack it in on you. And you've beaten them from other places on the court, and it wasn't all, you know, wasn't a ton of three point shooting in this game, but at Georgia Tech, I mean, they were bound to determine not to let you win inside, and you just beat their brains in from the three point line. Um, you know, not three point shooting wasn't great in this game, but they went in when you had to have them. When Florida State made a run, they were, they were timely threes, and that was important. Uh, you know, and it's also nice. Chase Hunter went through a went through a rough stretch around Christmas time. I mean, he he just did. Man, he's playing well right now. And another game here where he he played really well, and then Gerard just doing Joseph Gerard kind of things. I don't know why I choked yeah, on that. Choked up about it, buddy. Yeah, I, I got really choked up. Well, I I looked at the stat sheet and Joe Girard shot ten free throws against Florida State, and that's what I mean. That that really I, I won't say it bothered me, but that that's why you raise your eyebrows. Like Joe Girard should not be able to get inside of Florida State. Joe Girard should have a hard time with Florida State because of length and quickness and the way they help defensively. Girard should be a guy who is going to have to make a lot of tough shots. Instead, he was he was willing to go and embrace contact. I mean, he took 12 shots and 11 were threes, so he, he took some threes and he took some deep threes. But the fact that he got to the line 10 times and made them all was huge in this game. Okay, and that's that was the main point I wanted to make about the game and how this this game was different than most others. Clemson got to the foul line and made them. And you went to the line twice as many times as your opponent. In in a in a conference game, I don't remember the last time that happened. In fact, I was I meant to look it up this morning. Um, Stand by. I mean that that just doesn't happen. 
and, and it I mean it it <laughs> it was a major factor Clemson went to the line 30 times and hit 24 of those uh Florida State went to the line 15 and hit 11 I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of the generally of the Clemson team that I saw on the floor turn it over maybe a couple more times you would like but that's kind of Florida State mm-hmm didn't hit as many threes as you might like. Again, Florida State's a difficult team to shoot against because of how high and how well they can close out and recover because of the type of athletes that they have. Um, and you did again, PJ Hall. I want to know like the stretches of time that he played in the game. He played two minutes and fifty eight seconds at the beginning of the game, and then had to come out with his first, or he came out with his first foul. He played one minute and 16 seconds and fouled and then came out. It was an offensive foul, as I recall. I think he played one more possession and came out. Uh, he committed his third foul with 18.01 left in the game and came out after one block. He he doesn't have a point at this point, by the way. We're, we're in the second half. Then he subs back in at the 10.42 mark and did a pretty good job. I mean, he didn't foul for a while. He got the uh, an and one, huge and one. Um, ended up making a layup, and then he he uh, he fouled his fourth foul on the other end of the floor. He gets subbed out. He goes back in for offense, and then gets the technical foul for being shoved. I still don't really know what PJ. I I, I have questions about that call, the PJ Hall technical foul for getting shoved. If somebody else saw a different angle, be my guest. Let me know. I don't know why PJ got whistled for that technical foul, and then the. Goaltending overturn, we've gotten a couple texts on that. Uh, the goaltending overturn is, by rule, allowable. It is one of the worst rules I've ever seen. Because as Brad Brownell said, it couldn't have been worse. I, I've got a remedy for this that could fix it to keep what happened from happening. Brad Brownell is basically like, if they call goaltend, we get it two points. If they don't call goaltend, we get two points because Joe's got the ball and he's going to lay it up. The only way that Clemson could not score there is to have it called a goaltend and then reversed. Right. That's the only way that they couldn't have gotten two points there. I think if you're going to review that and overturn it, there has to be a clear recovery situation, like a fumble in football, where if you get a clear rebound and score anyway, it doesn't matter. The The basket counts. Because that really was, I mean, that's dirty. To go back two and a half minutes later and overturn a good basket and then give the opposing team the ball, that I don't like that. I don't. I still don't think that is legal. I do, I don't think that is something you can review later. It it's it's like reviewing whether or not somebody was behind the three point line or the two or yeah. Like if you're going to review that, review it right then. But wait, you can't. You can't stop playing review it then because you're not inside two minutes. Why then can you review that? minutes later at the next dead ball. I just don't think that's I don't think that's what you're supposed to be able to do as an official. There. I don't and if you can, they need to fix that. I, I don't I don't think so either. Let's go to Dave in Simpsonville real quick before we uh, hit our next break. What's up, Dave? Hey, uh on the PJ uh technical he hit him with a little uh chicken wing elbow first. And then the guy pushed him. I mean, I saw that's, that. That's, that's soft. That's not a technical foul. I mean, it's just not. That's, no, I didn't think that's, it was. That's a weak call. 
I didn't think it was. It was, you know, and it was hid pretty good, so I don't think they should have called it. But uh, the reason I called it is something I noticed about Clemson, and I'm just getting back into college basketball. I've been listening to them on the radio a lot. Um, is during the second half, it seems like the other teams always make a run in the second half on Clemson, and I'm wondering why Brad Brownell. I mean, I can see it coming, and I can see how it's going. I'm wondering why Brad Brownell doesn't just call, go ahead and call a timeout and kind of stop their momentum. Because a lot of the great coaches throughout history, other team takes a run, it's time for a timeout to slow them down. That's I, the only thing I see missing in the whole game. Well, I, w- I would say this. that It happens in every basketball game, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. It happens in every basketball game. It's not just Clemson. And you don't have unlimited number of timeouts. You also have media timeouts. They're... I would encourage you to watch more games. I'll put it that way. I would encourage you, know you to watch more games. At this point, I would encourage Clemson to stop getting big leads because that just pisses people off. Just stop getting big leads. Just just make it a five-point game the whole time and that everybody be happy. God almighty. Stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> our, our three continues. We'll have more on this right after this. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. At Carter Color Company in Clemson, you can get the Benjamin Moore paint that you need to finish any project that you're working on. If it's interior paint you're looking for, we have a great selection of colors and finishes that will complement any room in your home or business. Our Element Guard exterior paint provides protection against wind-driven rain, excessive humidity, and other harsh weather conditions, and with three finishes to choose from. Your home will stand out among the rest. Come see us at 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson, or the web at cartercolor.com. Wearing a hat is so much more important than a fashion statement. You're making a stand for your favorite sports team, local cause, or brand. Hatflow Co. takes headwear seriously, offering only the highest quality custom and collegiate hats with patches handmade by locals in the upstate. Visit hatflowco.com to upload your custom design and get it quick with nationwide shipping and no order minimums. Or shop their collegiate collection at Harrison's Workwear in Malden or Spartanburg. Whichever way you shop, thank you for supporting a small business. When you shop or donate at a Dream Center resale store, you're helping to change lives. The Dream Center receives no government funding and depends on the resale store's proceeds to operate. 100% of store's proceeds go directly to support the programs of the Dream Center, offering those that need a hand up instead of a hand out. Shop and donate your items today at their Easley, Pickens, Seneca, or Greenville store on Pleasantburg Drive. Donate, shop, change lives. Visit thedreamcenterpc.org for more information today. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here, letting you know if you want to stay on time during the regular and post-season, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. 
William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson and online at scoresdiamondjewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. At Lowe's, save big every day when you buy in bulk. Save 10% on your choice of any three or more A.O. Smith water heaters. And there's more. Save 15% when you buy any four or more Purdy products. Visit us in-store or online for low prices on the materials you need. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken in time of purchase. See sales associate for details. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. Davis Law Group offers comprehensive family court services across the state. If it's in family court, we handle it. From emergency custody cases to dividing millions of dollars in assets, we're the team you want in your corner. We help hardworking dads secure time with their kids. We help dedicated moms and wives achieve financial stability. We have the honor of helping build non-traditional families through adoption and third-party custody cases. We believe that families come in all shapes and sizes. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Every shot, every block, every game. We're your home for Clemson basketball. 105.5 and 97.5, we are The Roar, where every day is game day. It's stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours. It's stronger than yours. <laughs> Just go. <laughs> Our three continues out of bounds. I was going to wait. I clicked I was gonna on the wait. wrong song. Yeah, I was going to say, know. you were mad. Bib was mad over there. And it, <laughs> I caught his eye. He's, he's frustrated over there. Oh, my God. That that was amazing. 654 Roars the number if you want to. It's a good song. It was a good song. Just so mad that Clemson was up by 16 at one point in the game and only won by 11. Oh, man. How dare they? Oh, man. I mean, like, think about Seriously, think about what that would mean. Think about what that would mean. That would mean that you know. God, I could get real nerdy on this, and I'm just not. That would mean that you know every single game, the exact moment where your team is going to stop a run, or the exact moment where you your team is not going to stop it, so you got to use a timeout every single time. There is nobody that's that good. Nobody, there's nobody that's like that is an impossible standard to hold a person to. 
Even Dean Smith and Mike Krzyzewski and Bob Knight, like, no, nobody called all the timeouts at the right time and all that stuff. Silly. I, I, you know what, I'm moving on. Um, I'm moving on. I, You know, uh, Tim Bray points out there on the taking the uh, the goal 10, reversing that call, there were four stoppages of play before they reversed that call, before they reviewed it. Four stoppages. So they could have stopped. They could have reviewed it at any time. Yeah. I let me let me say this. I I appreciate that we are we are doing a better job of letting the game flow well now because we are sort of marking things to check when we have stoppages. It happened like three times in the women's basketball game yesterday, where we'd be going out to break and we would hear in the arena the you know a, a, the uh, a previous play is under further review and it's a either the the immediate preceding play or it's one from a couple possessions before where they're checking a two or a three. Instead of stopping the game right there, we just check it at the monitor at the at the next media timeout. I get that. I appreciate that because it makes the game flow a little bit better. There are some things, though, that you need to be able to check it. Like, if you have a legitimate question, you need to be able to check that in the moment. A goal 10 in the first four minutes of the game, three minutes of the game, two minutes of the game, whatever it is, I would say you don't even need to check. Why do you need to check that? Why why can't you just call that on the floor? I mean, personally, why why don't we just let that stand? We don't check every foul. We don't and goal t- to me, goaltending is is not a subject it's not inbounds out of bounds. It it's a subjective call. It is the referee's discretion whether the ball is on the way down, in the cylinder, whatever lingo you want to use, or whether it's on the way up, where you can you can legally block it. I just I, I don't I don't understand that. Unless you're gonna say that there was an immediate recovery, like in football, or an immediate rebound and you could drop the ball in and you give the two points that way, and so you don't give it to the original shot, but you give it to the rebound that Gerard clearly had and clearly put in. Or just don't look at it at all. I don't understand that. I just don't. Let's go to Tar Heel Chad, who's up with us next. 654-ROAR is the number. What's up, Chad? Uh, can I start a petition to ban Virginia from all uh, play on TV and in the tournament? <laughs> you guys need them. You look great against Virginia defensively every year, every time you go there. Virginia scored six points in the first 15 minutes of the game. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I took that if under. If you're a fan of. I took that Harvey, under on Saturday, and it was the easiest cash. 131 was a total. Never threatened, never a doubt. If you're a Virginia fan, you have to go to a game blindfolded, right? You don't. You listen to through, you know, kind of AirPods, you know, maybe a little. Slim Whitman record reference on there, a little something. You can't possibly watch that. Just an embarrassment. Basketball's made to be played in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, not pounded into the pavement. And, you know, I get uh, Virginia's defensive juggernaut, but it's more about pace of play than truly defense. That's, I mean, in this, to some degree. But I just, I can't, I mean, I, Tony Bennett's a great dude. I just can't deal with it i mean honestly i it was hard to watch it i'm a unc fan i mean i found myself you know watching other games going i just can't you know because i know it's going to be nine to two in eight more minutes right or whatever right so 
That's one thing. On the court storming stuff, um, the only thing I don't, I'm kind of with you, Ben, on it. I mean, I'm like everybody tries, you know, I heard Jay Billis on there. I mean, they're, you know, wanting to take people to court and this, that, and the other. Uh, the only thing I would be concerned if there was a fight that broke out or something, because they are in a frenzy and if someone comes out there and they think, you know, that kind of thing. I, that would be the only thing I would say. Uh, but outside of that, you just got to let it play out. I did ask the guys this morning, have you ever seen a girlfriend, wife, uh, you know, mistress go into the locker room after a game like Flips did? <laughs> no. Wait, what? And yell- Oh, yeah. Did you see Did you no. see the, the girl that's walking out that's yelling? I think she just yelled F you at a fan when she's walking yes, in the she tunnel. Did. Yes. Yes. Flips' girlfriend. I didn't know. Maybe she travels with them. I just, I just found that to be a little uh, – that was different. Like I uh, like sure. I said, Chad, and you'll you'll agree with this. Nobody can make the simplest thing that happens on the court seem like the president's under attack, like Duke men's <laughs> basketball. I mean, did you see? Like, did you see how they surround a guy who 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 rolled his ankle? I mean, we find out he rolled his. Well, I guess he hurt his knee. Uh, Shire said he rolled yeah. his ankle. I guess he hurt his knee. He rolled his knee, and, and you literally would have thought somebody shot him. I mean, they, the way they, like, huddled and got him out. I mean, it was, like, the most serious. I'm like, guys, like, calm down. Like, well, look, you don't need to do we this. Are all, we are all lucky that Krzyzewski's still not coaching because I can tell you right now, if he was coaching, everybody probably would have to forfeit. There would be, there would be no more basketball. Duke would get the title by forfeit. <laughs> and he wouldn't be able to play in an arena with fans. I mean, you can imagine what it would be like. But I – I do. It is the Duke thing, and the Duke machine is out. Seth Davis, Jay Billis, Jay Williams. I mean, the Jays—they're all out saying it needs to be. You know, someone's going to die tomorrow night. You know, that, that kind of thing. I think we're just. Anyway, so I found that to be kind of uh, interesting. The last thing—you said five teams probably lock Virginia. I still think Virginia has got work to do because I think they got some more losing to do. I just—I—they don't look like a tournament team. I agree. They're, they don't. It, it's it's concerning to me that they they figured it out for about a month, and they played well offensively for about a month. They point eight two points per possession over a four game span is atrocious, and that's what we talked about you with them I, earlier in the season. <laughs> so they're like reverting yeah. back to the previous self where they had a couple good wins, but they did not remotely look the part of a tournament team. All their losses, pull up their losses. Most of them, they got blown doors, blown off. All and, of them. Um, so anyway, They're all double digits. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Chad. Appreciate the phone call. North Carolina doesn't storm storm the court. They don't. Do they hate Duke enough to storm the court just out of spite the next time they play in the Dean Dome? That is my question. I think they might. I think they might storm the court just because of this. Maybe I have a low opinion of. Uh, of North I've, Carolina I mean, fans. I've, I've seen court storms at Duke before. I do. I think it's hilarious that, uh, oh, you mean basketball or do you mean when they stormed the court after they beat uh, Clemson in football? Both. They created a dangerous, a very dangerous situation in the football game. Somebody's going to get hurt. Um, The other thing about this, I think, oh, I lost my train of thought. The other, th- the other thing I was going to point out is that he, I, I think he's right about Virginia. Virginia's resume, like their number of wins looks fine, but they they look like stinky poo-poo. I mean, they are... They, we, we point out those offensive numbers. 
I actually think aesthetics matter. Like, if you're a bubble team and the NCAA tournament committee wouldn't watch you if you paid them, that is not good for you in the room. And I I don't know if that's fair or not, but there's going to be some team that averages a point a minute uh, or averages, you know, four points a minute or something like that that is going to get in if Virginia doesn't, and that's going to be the reason. Because you couldn't make any of those committee members actually watch their game. And I don't I don't know if I'd like that or not. Uh, Jay Billis, by the way, Jay Billis has a law degree. Mm-hmm. He has a law degree. He apparently doesn't know how much... Sp- He's probably like in favor of that we have overcrowded prisons, but he wants to literally... John Hyde just told me this. He is, he is going around making the rounds today saying he wants to trap fans on the court if they rush the court, and then arrest them all like a police state would arrest people. And then put them where, Jay? What? I mean, what? Who, whose college campus could house 3,000 people? Where are we going to put them? We're going to arrest all these people. That, that's what I'm talking about. Some of the, like, that's never going to, like, that sounds great, and you're going to get pats on the back from your boy Shire and all this stuff. Oh, good job. Good job, Billis. Way to go. Yeah, he's been very serious and tough on this. That is not a real solution. That's not a workable to trap fans on the court somehow and then cart them off to God knows where, stick them in a field. I don't know what he thinks they're going to do on that. Okay, well, uh, you know, again, if you want to do that, maybe start with uh, underage drinking in the stands, start with uh, weed in the parking lots. You know, there's fake tickets. Yeah, let's just let's just lock them all up. Let's let's pay police officers to stand around in case there's a court storming so that we can just cart them all to jail. Let's do that, idiot. Let's go to Roger, who's up with us next. What's up, Roger? Hey, Roger. All right. Well, Ro- Roger's there. Roger. All right, I'm going to stick Roger on hold. We'll see if... Uh... He's still there. We know... We know he's still around. Uh, we're just not able to talk to him. Um, Texture says, no exclamation. He said, issue citations. Oh, okay. So, we're going to issue citations for what exactly? Citation is an arrest. Uh, yeah. But. I mean, you, you still have to fill out paper. You, you have to fill out paperwork on... 2,500 people. Again, I don't, I don't want to end them. I don't, I don't want to arrest them. I, I just want to slow them down. Two seconds. Two seconds, Filipowski's off the court. Everything's good. Two seconds. That's really all I'm asking for. Honest to God, I think if they're up 10, he's not on the court anyway. We're not even having this discussion if it's a 10-point game. The fact that Duke actually had a chance to tie the game or they actually felt like they had a, uh, they had a chance to, to tie the game or could tie the game at the end, it led Filipowski into a dangerous situation. Just uh, it, I understand what people are saying here, but the, the remedies, they've got to make sense. And, I mean, I, I, I love the security personnel. I, I, we, we have great relationships with the security people. They let us in. They, they treat us great. Not just at Clemson. Like, the Notre Dame people are the nicest, the nicest people ever. If you had triple those people, you, you would not stop this. If you, if you hired three times the manpower, you would not stop the mob of students from attacking the floor. You just wouldn't. There is no workable solution to it, regardless. Uh, tell you what, let's go to break and we come back. We've got uh, maybe some final thoughts on Clemson, Florida State, and we've also got uh, a little mini stock watch today. Final segment of the program is next. Progressive presents advice on new team drivers. 
You know, the hardest part about oh, teaching your team to drive is the chafing from the seatbelt. But the best part is the grip strength you build in your knuckles. Okay, now let's pull out of the driveway. Here's another tip. Offset a chunk of the cost of adding a team to your insurance with Progressive's Team Driver Discount. And get a break from the break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Not available in all states or situations. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. The Thompson & King Law Firm, 222-0200, or online at thompsonking.com. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at SaltyFriesFRYES.com. Call the plumber whose name is his number one, Tom Plumber. plumber fast. I always call one Tom plumber. One Tom what? Here, dial the number one, then Tom plumber. Or just tell your smartphone to call one Tom plumber. They promise to be there in an hour. Call the plumber whose name is his number one, Tom plumber. Don't miss out on this week's specials at Buff City Soap. With products for everyone, corporate gifts, pet products, laundry soap, seasonal scents, and more. Follow Buff City Soap Clemson and Buff City Soap Greenville on Facebook and Instagram for the latest sales and updates. Tired of cutting your neighbor's grass or passing by distressed properties in your neighborhood? Well, wish no more. At Samuel Property Group, we specialize in transforming these overgrown, rundown properties and offer cash for them in as little as 10 days without the MLS. We buy properties every day, no matter the condition. So if you're ready to turn an eyesore into a neighborhood gym, visit SamuelPropertyGroup.com and fill out our contact form, and we'll handle the rest. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. Is switching your wireless service to Total by Verizon easy? Totalmente. And you get unlimited 5G data, $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan, at an amazing price, with no contracts. Should you switch to Total by Verizon? Definitely. Uh, I mean... Totalmente. Find a store or switch suavemente at totalbyverizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in Northbrook, Illinois. So what exactly are the net rankings? I have no idea! Tune in every day until March as we try to figure it out. The Roar, where every day is game day.
All right, final segment of the program. Glad to have you with us. Uh, You should be thinking about dinner. You should be thinking about how hungry you are right now. If you weren't thinking about it, now you are because I've just just ruined it for you. Uh, You should be thinking about Wendy's where you can get all kinds of deals on the Wendy's app. You should download that sucker. The biggie bags, five bucks, uh, the best value in fast food. You know it. You love it. Uh, Take advantage of breakfast. The breakfast baconator is still the bomb.com. Uh, spicy chicken nuggets, one of my faves. Pretzel Baconator, still a thing. Uh, it's not going to last forever, though, so take advantage while you still can. And, oh, by the way, uh, get that Frosty. That vanilla Frosty is back. The chocolate Frosty is a big deal, and they got other stuff coming, folks. That's at your local neighborhood, Wendy's. Uh, let's give Roger one more shot. We'll see if Roger's back with us. Roger, what's up, man? Uh, Roger. Okay. Sorry about that, Roger. Calls back tomorrow. If you're uh if you're still with us. Uh any other anything we haven't mentioned from Clemson and Florida State that you want to hit on? I I thought Florida State played fine in the game. I didn't think Florida State was lousy. Um I wasn't exactly sure what we would see. Um but it was uh it was an interesting it was an interesting performance from them because, like, their best players looked like their best players, I thought. Um, Watkins was good. I thought Baba Miller was was very good. And um, that Spears off the bench was really good. I, he's really talented, but hadn't always played like that. I lo- Miller is a is a very talented guy. You can see why the, the NBA is interested in him. But I, I thought it was interesting that they tried to defend Chase Hunter with him. And every time they did, you see Brad Brownell over there like he's landing a plane telling everybody to get out of the lane because Chase is about to blow by this guy. Yeah, that, that was one thing that didn't really work. But but Bob Miller's a good – I mean, he's a really good player. Um, am I alone in that every time I look at a box score at the end of the game, I feel I – my mind tells me Jack Clark has like 12 points. <laughs> And I look and he's got one. Because he impacts the game so much more than in the scoring column. It's amazing, though, that in my mind he is like a double-digit scorer. And he he had one point and 11 rebounds in this game. But he was so impactful in the game is the odd thing. I think he's new Shefflin. Like, we've almost normalized yeah. Shefflin, and we assume his level of production, even though between those two guys, they had four points and 22 rebounds in the game. They were, they were both Shefflins, uh, if you, if you want to say it that way. I agree. His impact on the team continues to be immense, particularly on the defensive end and in, uh, and in rebounding, where I did think, and Brad Brownell references briefly in postgame, the guards did not rebound very well in this game. You needed every one of those 11 from Shefflin and 11 from Clark and the 6 from Godfrey um, to be able to, to win the game. And some of that is because you've got undersized guards and Florida State doesn't. I mean, Florida State has nobody that's undersized. In fact, I think one of their issues is that uh, you're, you're correct. Like, having Baba Miller guarding Chase Hunter, weird choice. I'm also not sure they have a great other option for who to guard him. Um, just because... Everybody on their team is really the same 
it, it seems like they're all six five to six nine, and they're all just sort of gangly out there. They don't they don't have that typical guard in terms of quickness and ability that sort of that sort of way. The other thing I would say is R.J. Godfrey played. I thought the best game I've seen him play, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Twelve points, six rebounds, only three fouls, and I say only because you know he is prone to being in foul trouble and he had to send he would have played more actually had he not picked up his third foul again i would just stress three of your starters in a game that you won comfortably scored seven three and one and you won the game comfortably you know not not the best game in the world for pj uh not the best game offensively for Shefflin, uh, only three points in the game. But you can't expect perfection. I mean, you'd love it if they could be, you know, double-double guys every night. That's that's just not realistic. Now, in P.J.'s case, it actually is pretty realistic. Uh, the fouls really impacted him. And then he couldn't play his game when he's in foul trouble. Never got in that rhythm. Um, you know, I, I'll give that – gladly give that kid the night off and that's as long as you're going to win by <laughs> as long as you're going to win by 11 uh how many times have we lamented the lack of bench production from clemson you know you got to get some from those other guys 23 bench points in this game huge i mean, I mean really just huge it's the it's the growth and you don't sometimes when you don't see everything all at once mm-hmm. it's frustrating but they're building some. I think they're building something that is that is going to be a problem in the tournament. When you consider that Godfrey's playing better and Dylan Hunter's found it again, and you got Beetle in there, man. like you and even Wiggins. Wiggins was like plus twelve or plus fourteen in sixteen minutes and didn't score. He was a good, helpful defender. He he rotated well. I thought that was one of his better. Somebody might disagree with me on this. I noticed him in defensive rotations a little bit more this game than I have in the past about like. You stopped a thing from happening. You might not have gotten a rebound that possession or a steal, but you stopped a thing from happening and made somebody give the ball up. It was also a game that you saw some, the versatility of this team in that uh, you you were forced to, to play odd lineups or lineups that you don't normally see. Better way of saying that. Uh, there were lineups where you, there were times you had Godfrey, Wiggins, and jack clark on the court together um there were there was one time it was technically a four guard lineup was another just oddity in the game it was like a four guard lineup and like our godfrey i believe um just some odd things and you made it work you know and one of those times pj had to go to the bench Clemson had like an 11-point lead. I, I said, you know, as long as these guys keep it right around there, I I'd let him I let him rest. You know, save the fouls, but also you're letting him rest and you're not having to overwork him in a game. Uh, you know, the silver lining here is that P.J. Hall only played 16 minutes and the fact that he and Shefflin both kind of nursing in, injuries – that might be exactly what you needed because you got a tough one tomorrow night, let me tell you. I mean, you got a tough one tomorrow night. 
Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, in fact, you're not going to be here tomorrow. So, any thoughts on the pit game? I think you know how I feel. About yeah, that. yeah. You're wor- <laughs> you're you feel about pit sort of the way I feel about Miami. I, I think. think. Uh, I I think. Yeah. Well, I felt more justified. Than, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Miami hasn't has, won in three weeks. Miami has given up as a program, man. The, I, I think I'm going to lay the 13 and a half with. It's now 14 and a half. I, I'm going to lay whatever it is with North Carolina tonight against Miami. Miami is far and away the biggest disappointment in the conference this year, from where you should have been to what you are. Far and away, this that's a Final Four team last year. Yeah, who just lost to Georgia Tech, Duke by 29, Boston College by eight, Clemson by like. You're getting blown out or beaten by teams that you ought not be beaten by. No. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, tomorrow night, I, I think I think Clemson matches up well at four of the five spots and, you know, almost has an advantage. If anything, they at least hold their own at four of the five spots. You know, but Henson's a problem for everybody. You, you got to keep that guy to, like, 20. You know, you keep him to 20, which sounds – crazy but he scores 18 to 20 you're you're in good shape tomorrow night i mean they're in my mind i've almost elevated them to something that they're not i mean they're also the same team that got blown out by wake last week so there's that yeah again acc being a bit topsy-turvy a lot of teams Mm -hmm. can beat each other you don't show up you can get embarrassed um you know next to last Chance to watch this team at home, too. It's also a it, – you didn't have Jack Clark in the first game up there and won that at Pitt. And, again, you know, they've got the those tall, lanky twin brothers. Uh, one of them plays more than the other, but you're going to need more Jack Clark, Chauncey Wiggins-type guys. You know, Clark could really help you even, even more so tomorrow night in some of your defensive matchups. I would agree with that. Yeah, you. I think you might need him to score maybe more than one, mm-hmm. but defensively is where his he's going to be immensely important. The other thing I remember from Pitt, the first game up there, they did a pretty good job with ball reversal. And, you know, it, when you play aggressive defense like Clemson does, uh, if somebody can reverse the ball really quick, that's your kryptonite there because you know on the offside you're you're always sagging um so that i would expect to see clemson play a a little more straight up and then if henson comes you know if he comes inside you're going to help but i think you're going to play a little more straight up tomorrow night defensively tigers in pittsburgh 6 30 pregame might be a game that you see more zone actually too yeah i think so i think you're right about that uh to wrap up the show we'll do a quick stock watch matchup zone got worth this week it's time for the stock watch on out of bound point is ladies and gentlemen that greed for lack of a better word is good i don't know where you get your information son but i don't like it well life all comes down to a few moments this is one of them roller coaster ups and downs you know that not a question of enough pal the zero-sum game. Somebody wins, somebody loses. We are WCCP 105.5 The Roar.
This and every Out of Bounds Stock Watch is brought to you by Greg Wales at Kiwi Financial Group. Plan for your future through investments, insurance solutions, financial planning services to help you fulfill your most valued goals. Schedule that free consultation with Kiwi today at 654-5043. Stock up to South Carolina. I thought South Carolina was uh, in trouble on Saturday. Uh, Ben, you thought South Carolina was in trouble on Saturday. South Carolina was not in trouble on Saturday. They were up 14 at the half and cruised. Very, very good win and much needed win for South Carolina. So congrats to them. Uh, 18 in both of the polls today. Not that those much matter, but you do like to see a team be recognized. And they uh, 18 there. They did it without Michi Johnson. Michi Johnson was 1 for 11 mm-hmm. in the game. Uh, and other guys stepped up. Murray Boyles was 5 for 6, and, and they, they had 4 in double figures. Very, very impressive win. And as a result, Ole Miss is done. We said they were going to be done. They're done. They're out. Toast. Good luck in the NIT. Uh, hey, a, a quick stock up to Joe Dean. Was it Joe Dean? Yes. Uh, Dean finished second at the Kenya Open in golf over the weekend. Uh, he was ranked 2,390th going in. He had to, in order to to pay for his expenses, has been a delivery driver for a gas for a grocery store chain, just to pay to to get in this thing oh, and to pay uh, 215 thousand pounds is what he made what he took home so he went from literally delivering groceries last week to making a nice little chunk how about that you love you love rooting for people like that don't you uh stock down to south carolina we we couldn't let you we couldn't let you get a big head uh james coley was at your he was on your staff for eight seconds and then got hired by Georgia because Del McGee got hired at Georgia State. Coincidentally, stock up to Georgia State for hiring Del McGee. I think that's a really good move. But South Carolina should have never hit their wagons to James Coley. There was never any reason to do that. He was going to leave you after a year anyway. And uh, now he's Georgia's problem. So there you go. Uh, by the way, stock down. One of the di- We talk about the disappointments in the country, Miami. I would put Memphis at or near the top of the list. Memphis looked like world beaters until mid-January, and now they don't have a clue. Well, they they lost a player, though. Uh, they they lost somebody to injury, one of their starters. They, they did lose a starter, that's right. Um, they have now lost uh, one of their other best players, Malcolm Dandridge, a senior, to some sort of an academic issue. This is... Mm, this darn academic. In 2024, how do people have academic issues? Memphis is currently gathering and reviewing information regarding a potential issue impacting Malcolm Dandridge's eligibility and is withholding him from competition still until uh, further notice. They beat Florida Atlantic on Sunday. Peanut Hardaway said he didn't he didn't know how long Dandridge was going to be out, so Memphis going to Memphis. Stock down. Uh, stock down to Texas A&M facilities. Uh, the Texas A&M Wagner baseball game briefly delayed over the weekend because a Wagner outfielder got locked in the bathroom and it would not unlock. So they delayed. The, they had to delay the game until their outfielder was out. Out of the outhouse. I'll be right that out. <laughs> How awkward was that? Did they clap for him when he emerged? Yeah, really. that would be that would be so awkward. He got locked in the bathroom. I don't know if this is a stock up or a stock down, but T. Higgins got franchise tagged by the Bengals. 
I think that's a stock up. I really think he wants to be in Cincinnati, but they don't want to pay him. So stock up for everybody getting what they want, at least uh, 